Hey there, you found the Melton Forge Works podcast. My name is Derek Melton. I'm a part-time bladesmith and blacksmith, and I've started this podcast in order to take you along with me as I go through the day-to-day business of running a small blacksmith shop. I'll talk about tool reviews, methods, and hopefully talk to other smiths along the way. Thanks for listening. Um, today is Thursday, uh, the day before the tire hammer build. Uh, I spent some time last night getting things packed. I still have a little bit left to do. Um, I've got to get my heat treat oven loaded into the back of my truck, and um, <clears throat> I'm going to use my son Cameron to help me do that today. Uh, and I was a little concerned uh, about moving that Paragon, uh, you know, driving it a couple hours down the road in the back of my pickup. So I called uh, Paragon yesterday and asked them about how they recommend moving kilns around. And, I, and I'm really glad I did. They were great. I talked to a guy named Bert Flanagan at Paragon who was uh, super nice and very helpful. And he said that the way that they move their kilns around when they're going to and from uh, like trade shows is that they make sure that the doors on the kiln, uh, which is basically the only part of the kiln that has uh, an area where brick rubs against brick. Um, He said that he makes sure that those areas have uh, some form of styrofoam sheet or something between the bricks as you close the door Um, he also said it wouldn't hurt to maybe stuff the inside of the oven with with something to keep the heating elements uh, in their track inside the oven in case you take a hard bump or something so i'm going to do that i'm going to stuff probably just some old shop rags or a bed sheet or something in there kind of nice and tight to make sure that the element stays put and then um, I'm going to put some styrofoam sheeting between the door and kind of strap it all shut and then put it on a pallet in the back of my truck and strap that down inside the back of my truck and it should ride down there just fine Um, and then I'll put together a bucket of my personal protection equipment that I need to take down there I've got gloves uh, Put a couple of angle grinders in there. Uh, my hammer. Um, let's see what else do I I'll put. Put a, a carpenter square, a small carpenter square, and a tape measure. Uh, a couple of sharpies. My apron. Oh, and uh, one of the angle grinders that I've got in the bucket is a new version from Bosch Tools. It's called the X Lock system. And uh, Bosch sent me that grinder to take a look at, to review. And um, so I'm going to take it with me to this build because this will be a really great time to uh, break it out and see how it works. I've messed with it just a little bit, and it has a really cool uh, disc attachment system that doesn't require any uh, tools. It's a hands-free attachment system where you can just pull this lever on the top of the grinder and your disc pops off and allows you to snap a new one on just in a couple of seconds so I'm going to give that a shot this weekend and I'll report back about how that works Uh, the guy that sent that to me his name is Don Westman he he bought a hammer from me and uh, he's just super nice to send me that grinder to try out and so 
uh, I definitely feel like I owe them a proper trial. And so this weekend is going to be a, a trial by fire for that particular angle grinder. I really do like the way that you can change those discs out so quickly. Um, I've got a, my other angle grinder that I'm taking in is a small Milwaukee four inch angle grinder, which works great, but you've got to have this little wrench with you uh, if you want to change uh, attachments out. So um, anyway, I'm going to give that a shot and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, so yeah, I'm on the way to work now. I'm going to go to work for a while today and then um, get my stuff all um, packed up and I'll head on the road and I'll probably talk a little bit more as I head down to Louisiana. So see you then. Bye. Okay, so I'm on the way home now. It's still Thursday, obviously, and uh, I'm on the way home from my day job. I thought I'd take a minute to just tell you a little bit about me, for those of you who don't know me. Um, uh, again, my name is Derek Melton, and I am 47 years old. I've been in the IT business, in the healthcare IT business, for a little over 20-some-odd years. Um, working for one hospital primarily as a, uh, well, I've worn all kinds of hats there. But anyway, I'm an IT guy uh, for a hospital. That's my day job. But, um, and uh, in, in that line of work, especially for a hospital, you can get called um, back to the hospital for some kind of an IT computer-related emergency literally at any time of the day or night, 365 days a year, seven days a week, all that kind of good stuff. And today seemed like it was going to be one of those days. Uh, I got to work and um, I had planned to take uh, time during my lunch break to knock out a couple of errands that I needed to run, but just shortly after I got to work, we we were alerted of a uh, an IT emergency that needed to be taken care of. So we, uh, the whole team was involved in knocking out that problem today. And there for a while, it looked like I was not going to be able to leave work until later this, this evening, like late tonight, which would put me in Louisiana really late, if not super early tomorrow morning, and would have thrown... Uh, packing up and loading into a bit of chaos. But anyway, back to me. Um, I am a father of two. I have two uh, beautiful kids. I've got a 16-year-old son named Cameron and a 14-year-old daughter named Kaylee. And uh, I am married to my high school sweetheart, Cindy. And uh, I consider myself a very blessed man with a great family. And uh, I would do anything in the world for my... Uh, for my wife and kids, and they are the reason why I work so hard. Um, but anyway, that's a little bit about me in a nutshell uh, as far as my personal life and work life. Now, as far as bladesmithing and blacksmithing, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, I got my start somewhere around 1999. A good friend of mine uh, named Chris Crawford who also has a great website called chriscrawfordknives.com. He has some amazing tutorials on DVD and streaming video by some really, really phenomenal makers. So go check him out. But anyway, me and Chris uh, got into knife making kind of together at the same time. And Chris went 
into pocket knives and I kind of delved more into the forged blade and um, and so we kind of went different routes there but um, so I started around 99 2000 uh, as a hobby and then over the years just progressively got more and more into it and uh, you know how it goes you over the years uh, with with a hobby you know, you gather up the tools and supplies you need to do that and so I, uh, I've gathered up all of my equipment, you know, in the past 20 some odd years, and it's taken all of that time to get the equipment that I've got uh, in the shop, and uh, I'm really thankful for it, but I would say that I didn't really get uh, super serious about bladesmithing and blacksmithing until about five or six years ago, and uh, that's when I really took a, a deep dive into it and started taking more uh, serious classes and really digging into it a little bit more and even now uh, being around it for that long I feel like I don't know a thing you know the longer that I'm in it the more I realize I don't know and the more I realize that even on my best day when I make the best thing uh, I can flip over to Instagram and just be blown away by some 14 year old kid that's making something way better than I could have. And that's just kind of the nature of it. There's always gonna be somebody that makes things that you consider better than yours. Um, but that should never be a reason not to make. And for a little while, I got discouraged in the knife making because, you know, I would go to Walmart and I'd, I'd see these Ozark Trail hunting knives that were $12.95 and at the time, they were better quality than I could make in my home shop. And I got frustrated and I, and I wanted to just hang it up. But I realized that the making of the thing is really why I do it. It's the enjoyment of it. And so um, that's a little bit about my personal life and, and my bladesmithing and blacksmithing uh, career, I guess you'd call it. And, uh, and so today I'm getting ready to pack things up and go and get another tool to add to the shop. So um, I'll check back in in just a little bit. Thanks. All right. Well, it's about 640 uh, on Thursday and I am rolling towards Louisiana. Um, I got the truck all packed. I got the heat treat killed in the back of the truck on a pallet that it is wrapped up with a bunch of plastic. I wound up putting some cardboard between the door and the kiln to keep those bricks from rubbing on one another. But um, And then I wrapped the whole thing with that kind of wrapping plastic. And then uh, used some ratchet straps to secure it all down in the truck and uh, I think it's going to be fine. I also brought the outlet that I use in the shop for that oven so that we didn't have to rig anything up. Um, shouldn't be a problem. So uh, I'm heading down that way and these guys have already sent me pictures of a power hammer standing up. They've already got a tire hammer uh, in progress. So they're not wasting any time. The official start time for the class is 7.30 tomorrow morning. Um, and I know there's still plenty of work to do over the next couple of days. Um, so the uh, next episode will probably be a lot of talk uh, about the process of the class itself and uh, maybe talking about the parts of the tire hammer um, and stuff like that. So uh, anyway... Um, 
that's about going to do it for this episode. I don't want these to be too long, but I did want to add one last thing. Um, I've had a couple of people ask me why I want to go and build a tire hammer when I already have one. And the, there's a couple of answers to that. Uh, the, the first is that um, eventually I would like to teach classes in my shop. And uh, I took a class with Clay Spencer last year called Power Hammer Tools, uh, where we used tire hammers in his shop to make a bunch of tooling to use with power hammers. And, and that was really my first experience up close with a tire hammer. And I have to tell you, I was really impressed. And if I'm honest, I have to say that before that time, I was a little skeptical about the tire hammer because I had not personally used one. And I just thought, well, you know, I mean, a, uh, a little giant or an Anyang or some other power hammer has got to be just so much better than a tire hammer. And I got there and I took that class with Clay and I was, I was wrong. Um, my opinion is that a well-built and well-tuned tire hammer runs every bit as good, if not better, than a little giant. Um, now, some people might want to fight me on that, and that's fine. We can have that discussion. Um, but I, I do think that if it's well-built, it's a great hammer. And, uh, and so the first reason is I want to add another one to the shop so that eventually I can teach classes uh, and have multiple students. Um, and the other reason is that I really just wanted the experience. Um, I wanted the experience of going through a, a tire hammer build with Clay Spencer and um, with another group of like-minded individuals. I just looked like a lot of fun. And um, of course, anytime you can add another power hammer, why not? You know, I mean, um, it will be nice having multiple power hammers set up. I'll, I'll be able to set up uh, dies uh, using uh, die saddles and whatnot. I'll be able to set up different dies in different hammers so that as I'm walking through the process of say, let's say I'm making a hammer, I can set one up with fullers. I can set another one up with flat dies, you know, um, and having multiple hammers set up with dies already ready to go for individual processes will really speed up the process of making certain things. And so that's not a bad uh, reason either. But anyway, I just wanted to kind of address that um, and just give you my reasons for why I'm going to take the class when I've already got a, a tire hammer. Um, and at some point, I'll talk about the differences between my tire hammer and the one that we're building in this class, but uh, I'll save that for another time. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for more. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Well, that's going to wrap up episode three. I appreciate you following along. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast, I'm not sure if you can do this yet, but when you can, would you give me a rating over on the Apple iTunes store or uh, subscribe to me on the Spotify podcast section? Thanks again. Talk to you next time.